0: Um. Okay. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wish You All the Best, a personal podcast about modern dating. I'm still Scott. I am super duper excited to have uh, a, a a guest, a dude. Uh, this is uh, a friend of mine that I've had for a super long time. Chris, how you doing, brother?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Okay. I. I. I so. I really am. I'm excited to have you on here, man. Um, Like, I just, I just want to say at the top, I just, I just want to sing your praises a little bit at the top because like the purpose for this podcast, like when I got to the point in my dating life, when I was like, I need to create an outlet, I need to do something to like, let some of this energy out. I want to like, what do I think needs, needs to be changed in like the universe about what I'm, what I'm dealing with with dating. And like the big thing that I was like, I think this needs to happen is like, I think men need to be better at like talking to each other about how this stuff goes and like what it's like and like supporting each other and I gotta say like in my life even when we first met when we were like however many years younger because <laughs> we're getting old like you have been one of the people who has always like done that with me like you always have I think had the a kind of courage um and a kind of just like like fascination or like dedication or like like you've just always been really honest and like transparent about what's going on and where you're at um and that that to me like I, I don't know man you were kind of a model for me for that so just at the top I wow. want to kind of shine that on you and 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 thank you for being that for me
1: well well thank you and I'll say about you as well that like you know uh, I've think about you over the years and what I've known about you in relationships and you are probably one of the most romantic people I've ever come across in life male or female and I do think that you uh genuinely like love love and you're you know you're you're living your life actively in pursuit of that connection and it's really cool to have listened to you I don't know why I listen to podcasts of people that aren't my friends because like <laughs> it's like catching up with you all the time uh hearing your thoughts and I'm like I can just yeah I can I can hear the the monologues and the interviews have been wonderful. Um, and yeah, it, it's given me a lot to think about and I love the discussion of dating and I love talking about, um, you know, the games we play and the shit we put ourselves through because it's such a, it's such a messy science, you know, it's such yeah. a, well, this is what worked for me and it really, doesn't really apply to everybody. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's good to talk about it. And I really appreciate what you're talking about when it comes to, Um, communities and how men don't really build intimate communities tribes the way that women do and I will just say that you have always had one of the most tribal friend groups of anyone I've known (laughs) as well your circle of friends like started 30 years ago and just stays constantly in touch and in communication and support system for each other through Ups and downs through relationships and not relationships and kids and jobs and cities and traveling the world and coming back to it. So uh, that's remarkable. And I think that's a result of mm. your very open, vulnerable, kind heart.
0: Thank you, brother. Are there, are there are so many threads to pull in there already. Thank you so much, man. I, I thank you. That's pull that's away. Nice, thank you. Um, uh, let's put a, well, okay, the community thing, like, so you're talking about like my high school friends that like, that, that I lived with back in, back in New York. And like these basically these friends that I've had since like high school, right? Like that's Yeah. Why. We call
1: them the penis. I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The penis. I, that's, we're just not going to explain that for the audience. If you don't, nope, if you know, you know, yeah, if
1: you, if you got a group chat, you understand what that means.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, um, I do love those people. They're amazing. They're wonderful. I'm so glad to have them in my life. And and I and I don't mean to like disparage any of them and I th- and I think they would agree with this. I, I don't always feel like that's like my tribe. Um but I'm interested to unpack that because like maybe that's on me. Like maybe I'm missing that. Maybe I have that and it's hard for me to like receive it. You know what I mean? I mean not to like dig into Do you what think I'm working it's because on. In therapy.
1: Few of them are single? Do you think it's because few of them are single?
0: I think that's a great question. I think it's because um I think it's because adult life. I think I think it's because we live far apart. I think it's because the few of us that can get together from time to time can do that like once every other month or so. Um, and, and a bit because they're in different life stages. Like a lot of them have done the whole marriage and having kids thing. Um, and sometimes like the issues that I'm having are um, I think a little foreign to them. And not, not to dis- dismiss them at all. Like, I'm sure they are interested in supporting me and, and interested in what I'm going through. But it's just like, if you, I mean, one of the topics that you, that you, that you sent me is like uh, who, who, people not to trust about dating. I love these people so much. I really do. <laughs> but like people who are not, who haven't been single in the past, like five years, just don't know what it's like to be, to be out there um and it's it's not it's nothing on them it's just that it's a weird i think it's just a weird weird world out there for single people you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah definitely other people i would include in that category is anyone over six feet um i don't think (laughs) you should tell anybody (laughs) what to do male or female like there's like inherently and we'll get into this at some point i assume but like i always have this uh thought in my head where someone over six foot is just like telling me a relationship advice i'm like and how'd you meet your partner oh you wouldn't believe it i walked into a bar i sneezed she said god bless you and then we were making out five minutes later and like (laughs) like, yeah we're living in a different world and i kind of mentioned to you before about how like i feel like dating is this like open world game but like the random number generator for each starting character is so vastly different that you're like not playing the same game as anybody else so having a discussion like this it's just like you might have 10 charisma points and like one luck points and like somebody else's, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. whole different thing. So your experience of dating and my experience of dating are just gonna be vastly different. And I think that is so true, especially on the apps, because like, we don't, you know uh, we don't know what anyone else's experiences. I have friends I've talked to and they've like never got a single match on the apps. Yeah. And like, well, I'm very picky. And I'm like, well, oh, I'm very picky men, men. Yeah. 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 Men. But yeah, like that's, that's definitely um, um, something that I think that you have to, consider and like it's lovely to have these conversations and and I've been able to google a couple of your guests and believe it or not they're smoke shows like you can't see videos but there's gorgeous freaking guests you've had on and it's like and I like hearing their opinions and all of that but I'm like but you don't you're not amongst the rest of us (laughs) you know us minions down here like existing in this normal level of attractiveness situation Um, and, and one of them even called you in her short kings category um you know, <laughs> lauren
0: yeah, yeah and yeah.
1: you're 5'10 that is above average height i am
0: know. 5'11 and three quarters thank 5'11 you very and much three quarters. <laughs> i resent it even
1: more now you are not a <laughs> king. you're, you're talking uh, there are many tribes that you would have had to be the hunter-gatherer guy the you know you would have, and that's what this all comes down to it's very tribal i do i disparage women for you know, wanting to date tall men, having the tall filters on their right. app things—of course not. Like, right. but it is a major advantage. But like, it's also a tribal situation where, when we were, you know, around a fire pit, and like one of us needed to protect us, we should all bone that guy so that like we can <laughs> propagate our species and continue the, you know, just the ancient man of of of. That's just how it went. And sure, you know, so not to get too incelly about it, but right, um, right, 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 I right. do think that like. You know, when you when you, you did the monologue about the 90% of women dating and 10% of men, mm. it's like, okay, I, I've, I, I do feel like that is the case. And um, I do think that, yes, it, you you really changed my mind about some things, like the numbers game thing about the percentage of men and women are on. I think that was a really valid point. I think the other valid point I never considered was like where you are in someone's list of like messaging, like how quickly you message back. Because I've always felt like, man, I want equality. In this, mm-hmm. if she took three days to message me, I need to take three days to message her back. Like it's a, right. it should be an even playing field for that. Cause I don't want the relationship to start off in an imbalanced uh, nature, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you're talking about like when you're in the app messaging phase with someone and you want to, you you want, you want a quality, you you want a relationship where you're giving as much as you're getting. Is that kind of what you're getting at? So if you message me and it takes you half a day to get back, I'm going to get back to you pretty quick. If you message me and it takes you like a week to get back. I'm going to slow roll that because like, A, I assume that you're not looking for like quick banter and B, maybe you're so busy and and I don't want to appear over eager. Right. I want to appear. I want to, I, I, I want to come across as, as someone you want to talk to, whether that's high value or whatever that is. And like all these little games that we play in our heads, like, just a quick like to, to shine a light on that like all i think all these little games that we play in our heads about like oh wh- when i text this woman back like what is this doing to my sense of self what is this doing to my sense of ego um and like half the time it's it's the fucking app i think i think it's right. it's like the interface of the app that is fucking with like my ability to build rapport with this person you know what i mean right um and that's
1: why i like to get as quickly as i can from the app into texting because i'm yeah, like if same. i can and, and it, taylor had the three message rule i found that to be you know uh, interesting because i as soon as i can get away from that and just end up we have each other's phone number i'm no longer like an expendable internet person i'm someone yeah. who's no, who phone number you gave and i think that adds a certain element of like okay we're we're taking this a little more seriously because it's again dangerous for women to give her phone number out and like you don't know the yeah. kind of shit you could be getting from somebody and that kind of thing
0: yeah
1: um so yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. that's real
1: um, Another thing about who not to trust when you're dating or yeah. about dating is like a lot of times because we're just dudes and like we ask each other and it's like, oh, what should I text her? And like, you know, someone will give you some really shitty advice because it's like, oh, wait two days, you gotta wait three days, you got to do this. And there's this because I think that all comes from a place of we don't want to feel like or the other person even to feel like we like them more than they like us. So we're kind of like waiting for our I have to be the man, I have to pursue, I have to be the aggressor. And mm-hmm. then on the other hand, it's like, I don't want to be so much the way you're like, it's it's overaggressed and I've got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I do think that like, I don't know, when I was when I just like my history of, of you know, uh, being interested in, in romantic situations, like I remember being in like second and third grade and being like, if I stare hard enough at this girl, she will like me back. She'll know that I like her. She will like me back, <laughs> and believe it or not, that was not a good strategy. Another you know, person not to trust is yourself in second grade. Uh, you know, uh, I would like—I was like, okay, she rolls her socks down in this way. I should roll my socks down that way. She will then notice. We will then start a family together. Like this is how this works. Um, and and through I think years and years of being hurt, and I think I know that you have tons of trauma from every breakup because I think that being such a sensitive and romantic person, any even small relationship sometimes can be heavily traumatic for just the way that it ends and the emotions given. And even when you're the breaker upper or the breaker up B like just, just surviving those intimacies. And then like the, have you heard of the term rejection, sensitive dysmorphia ever? Ooh No. Rejection sensitivity dysmorphia. Um, it's I'll I, obviously we're no doctors, but uh, <laughs> it's something along the lines of like, just being hypersensitive. I think a lot of people in this modern generation are kind of catching up to it and people attribute it to people with ADD. But like, I do think a lot of people have this, this major fear of rejection, that major fear of like that, there, sure. that any kind of small signal of, I might not be interested in you. We can like over, you know, Oh God, you know, like uh, again, the Taylor's one's just on my mind because you guys just had that. I just listened to the podcast. Taylor yeah. Scott two. And she talks <laughs> about how, um, like um you guys had a certain rapport and then it was like you didn't want to be like pa 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 pa, pa. and and it was like and then you had that that comment about if you wanted to he would and so mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of we always miss each other in relationships and potential romantic situations yeah over like over just over the smallest like i can't read your mind and you can't read my mind and yeah. and how, how do we get there
0: yeah you know I think, yeah, I think um and, and remind me, I want I want to put a pin in, in superstition. Um, but but like yeah, I think so much of early dating is, I mean, so something that I that I have I don't have any like hard evidence for this, but I, I've really come to believe this is true. I think so much of early dating, so much of the 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 swiping game, the, the the matching game, the chatting game, getting to text and then getting from text to phone call or that first date or whatever, right? So much mm-hmm. of that early game is pure fucking luck i think so much of it is just like uh, when your message hit her screen how she was feeling uh uh, uh like if your message even got to uh, to the top 10 of her screen or like um because you just don't know you're like texting i think is such a i'm such an old man but i really don't like texting like i really think it's so hard to put meaning and like uh, uh, yourself and 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 a and a like a feel for who you are and like what you're bringing to a human connection. I think it's so hard to put sure. that in text. Like I can text you back and forth and I and I can hear your vibe because I know your you. tone, yeah, the
1: energy behind yeah. it. Yeah.
0: You read you read a text from me and you can like translate that into Scott and you know like you know, you, you know, my texting style, you know, my, you know, who I am so you can do that. But like, if you don't know who I am, like who knows what you're doing with that information. Right. Um, Yeah. So anyway, which is just to say like the early, the early part of this game is I think, I I think it's so it, the dating apps can feel like, or dating in general, which I think the dating apps have like massively impacted dating in general, but like dating in general is just like a, is a, it's a spigot of rejection. It's just a Mm nonstop conveyor belt of, rejection yeah. I think especially for men and yeah if, if you're if you're I think however sensitive you are to that kind of stuff uh it's gonna hit you you know I really do I think so
1: yeah yeah I mean and 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 you all, all made a conscious choice to live very vulnerably I've made that conscious choice for both artists and so mm. much of you know we as, as actors we've studied acting together and I think as actors, like so much of what we're constantly doing, that's also a rejection game, too. It makes you, you know, uh, heightened. There's a ton of rejection in that world. But most of what I believe my existence kind of boils down to is constantly shaving away the socialization and the bullshit and the other stuff we've added to who we are to try to find in the core of ourself. And I think within dating and within meeting somebody, you are just trying to shave away the nerves. The, I mean uh, I have really bad first dates a lot of the time because I'll just kind of launch into like oh oh um this is what's here's what's about me and like this is it and I'm mm-hmm. like excited by the date and the situation and I often um kind of get my hopes up about it or I, I feel like this went this certain kind of way or have a certain expectation about it and yeah. I found that you're able to somehow separate um your ability to be like look I can have this date if this wasn't a match, that doesn't mean I'm a lesser person. It doesn't mean I'm, you know, there's something wrong with me or whatever. And I think that we can, um, so anyway, I appreciate the conversation because I think that like, we as people should just be trying to narrow down what we actually want, who Hmm. the kind of person we're actually looking for and who we are and and like, and that's gonna be ever changing and ever growing and ever distilling. And like, I think that's a successful life, whether you're an artist, whether you're, you know, building uh factories and i do think that like um that is how we should be spending our time is is just keep continually reinvestigating um how we're coming across to people how we're being how we're relating to each other and how open and vulnerable and uh human we can be
0: deepening your understanding and, and of yourself said, yeah yeah i'm with you
1: and So that being said, and, and that being said i wanted to ask you this question which is mm. um I liked a lot of this advice you were giving about how to. I think you said you're going to do a, a soon to be podcast or like how to be on these apps. And I've had a very you know long relationship with the apps. And um, I, as we're talking, I'm kind of realizing you refer to it as early game. And early game, me, I think of chess. Wouldn't it take less energy and less? To, it would be less exhausting to always start with the same opening game like if it's queen pawn opening stick with the queen's Uh, pawn and if they decide to move it to like a certain gambit like okay i'll i'll play within that but i know the structure so i kind of feel like a basic opening line or an opening approach kind of should say somewhat consistent because if you're negotiating how you're going to approach somebody on an app based on their profile like i always like to pick something in their profile and be like hey you didn't clean that sink behind you or something stupid <laughs> like that like a dumb yeah. neg to begin the dumb thing or whatever and uh-huh. because it's playful and silly like maybe it'll weed out some people that are like this guy's negging me or something but sure. on the other side i think it lets people be like this man's being playful and he's being silly and instead of being like you're so hot
0: yeah. he's
1: he's diverting himself from the the initial attraction going whatever so anyway i said i, I said yeah. i put way too much energy into the first line of the approach and that is and i feel like it might be a lot better to have just a standard first few series of moves on the chessboard just so you're not expending that energy because honestly it burns you out Yeah, being on the apps burns everybody out at some point and like how do you avoid that
0: i hear what you're saying so you're seeing this from the the perspective like like, no sorry it's okay
1: i I was saying like the fortune 500 guys that are like you know not picking a different outfit every day of the week they're just like this is my power suit I wear this every day, no matter who the meeting is for. And It's just one less decision I have to make in yeah. my, you know, day to day, right? That, so, what's really your interesting. thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so f- from the, for the chess metaphor, so so I okay, so I I would not advise somebody, and this is just me. Like everybody, you know, do your own thing, do what works for you. I, I would not advise someone to kind of use a, a, a like a canned opener or um like like a copy and paste kind of opening line when you match with someone. Um, um, but, but let me, let me unpack that a little bit. Cause like from, from, from your chess analogy, like your opener, like whatever your standard opener is, whatever game that you know that you're playing, right? Like you want to open. And I think that's a good analogy. Like you want to open a certain way so that you can say, okay, I'm setting the framework for how this game is going to go. Right. Um, I think that's your, I I I would say in that, in that metaphor, that's your profile. Like what I'm putting in my profile, the pictures I'm choosing, the prompts that I'm answering, like whatever, whatever I'm doing in there to show my sense of humor, who I am, what I'm into, my values. Um, if I'm, if I think if I'm doing a good job, I'm putting like hooks into my profile. So someone can be like, oh my God, that dog is so cute. And I can say, oh, actually, that's not my dog. And then, but now, now like the conversation is starting, right? Um, right. So I, I, I think the, the standard opener is the profile. I, because I think the game, and i I could be totally wrong about this man and, and i love talking to you about this kind of stuff because yeah um i could be wrong but i think the game once you get to the opener for the chat is to stand out i think it's to be the person that she's going to choose to chat with among the other i, I have no idea like 10 15 50 people that that are that are in her in her inbox Um, like, I mean, you were talking about Taylor. Taylor is a machine. She's very, very attractive. She's very like, Taylor is very good on social media. Taylor's Instagram is like, she's just very good. Like, 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 and I think women get this harder than men do, but like, like we, these days we understand what we look like on the internet, right? Like it's just a thing that we've learned to do. And Taylor is a fucking ace at it. She's just figured it out. And so, We've learned our
1: social perspective, right? Like our, are there, this how the public at large views us via yeah. our internet personality.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's one of those people, I mean, like, you know, I don't know if you you have this, they're, and, they're, and they're not to stereotype, but they're often women, but like the people at the party who like pull their phone out and like in the middle of a thing happening are like doing a thing with their phone, like spinning it around, smiling, waving at their phone, doing whatever. And you're like, why are you talking to your phone right now? You're like, not in this moment. Like, what are you doing? That, that's kind of my response to that and i'm kind of an old man i think in that way because it's but but like then you like pop on their instagram later and it's like oh this looks amazing like this party looks Mm -hmm. better than the party i was at and i was there you know Mm -hmm. um like that spin so like uh, anyway all that to say taylor's really good at basically online marketing of herself and she's got a bajillion people who are trying to talk to her um and yeah so my my approach is um to try and stand out. I want to be, I want to be the guy that she's going to pick out of that haystack. Um, and, you know, and to kind of tie it back to the superstition thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's the best approach. I don't know if that's the best use of the gas in my tank. Right. Cause you're talking about like, look, I only have so much emotional vulnerability in my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have a hundred points of emotional vulnerability and it's going to cost me like 50 to really put some some time and effort into a message that's going to like look at this girl's thing, find a thing we have in common, say something short and witty about it in a way that she can smile and then reply back easily. Like that that's what that's what I try to do every time and it's hard. I can't always do it. If that costs me 50 emotional emotion points of my 100, I got two of those a week or whatever, right? And if it only yeah. costs me 10 or 5, to be like copy and paste. Ah, am, one, one of my, I, I, I do have kind of a copy and paste line where like she's giving me absolutely nothing, and I try not to swipe right on those people. But if someone is like cute in my area, and there's like something, I don't know if I'm if I'm interested. But but she's giving me absolutely nothing. Like there are no hooks in her profile. It's super low effort, and I've made the mistake of matching with her, which is, I I don't think those profiles are good people to try and talk to. But maybe I'm too picky. But like my my, my canned line, because I should say I do have a canned line. My canned line is usually like, how are the gentlemen of Hinge behaving themselves? If they're being assholes again, I can go give them a stern talking too. Um, and that usually it's gets so corny. It's so corny, yeah. It's um so corny. <laughs> um, I love it though.
1: How are, but, the, how are the gentlemen of Hinge performing this evening for yeah, me, my lady?
0: Exactly. But shall I
1: challenge them to a duel for the sake <laughs> of your honor? <laughs> you know? like <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's um, cute. It's, I don't it's know, cute but, and like, nerdy,
1: and it fits, and it's on brand. Yeah,
0: it's it's very Scott, but 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 you know, like again, I keep mentioning superstition, like acting school, all that rejection, like like I think in any activity in life, when you have a really low hit rate, when when like when you're swinging at every pitch and you hit one in two hundred or whatever, I think it's really easy to get very superstitious about this stuff because it's yes, really so, hard. So easy. Right, it's so hard to gather data. It's hard to really know what's working. It's hard for me to know if my super well thought out opener message is effective, or if my super cheesy challenge the men to fisticuffs canned message is is the right way to go. Right, Um, and the same the same way with acting. Right, like the same way there are so every everyone's got a freaking half baked theory on like why they got into fancy pants acting school or why they did or didn't get Mm -hmm. the, the callback. You know what I mean? And it's like. I, I just think like our human brains are so good at, like, constructing story, causality. Yeah, finding it, like, like fabricating that relationship when it's it's really not that at all. We just because we're, we're just shooting in the dark, you know.
1: Right, right. And then,
0: like, then you get you and you're like, I didn't
1: get it because I sneezed right before I went in there, and my eyes were watering. You're like, you didn't get it because they went with a woman instead of you. They went with like a one legged yeah. indigenous uh, circus.
0: They fucking cast Locker. the casting director's son in law, you know, like that kind of stuff, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and I think I don't know anyway. I this I really love talking about this. This is the kind of thing that I think that I just want more men to hear because I, I we're so you know like macho and that kind of stuff. It's like to say to someone, like, I I, I only get I I got a I, I was on Bumble for two years and i you can like request your data from the from the apps right and on bumble i got swiped right on like i don't know some super low percentage of, of of like a lot of women said no to me and i got 11 matches total on bumble in 2 years which is one every other month and it's like i think i think to an extent a lot of guys we we don't talk about this stuff because a lot of it is like a numerical on your phone representation of like are you good enough
1: where's your worth yeah absolutely yeah exactly yeah
0: you know and it's like I, I think a lot of times we just sort of toil alone you know we, we just we just bear that pain alone because we're, we're just socialized to not talk about it you know what I mean like we're, we're it's not Absolutely. Because
1: nobody wants to hear about your insecurities. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, we feel like we don't, like we're nervous. It makes yes. us nervous. I mean, they do yeah. actually want to hear about them, yes. but it is an uncomfortable experience for somebody to be like, Hey man, I just feel really low right now. I just, life doesn't feel like valuable to me. And you're just like, ah, I don't know how to help you. You know what I mean? Like it's very difficult to experience that. So, and you don't want your, your guy friends or girlfriends to think of you, think less of you because we all want to be seeing each other in your best possible lights and not, you and your most insecure and you thought like, you know, I'm gonna swipe right on this person even though I was way below my league or something, you know, however you might perceive it. Sure. And then when they don't match, you're like, she'll definitely match me. And then there's like no match. You're like, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> even she doesn't want, like, she didn't open her phone that day. Like she didn't see, And maybe she did, yeah. Maybe you're not her type. Maybe you remind her of your ex. Like we just want to jump to the conclusion yeah. about why someone didn't match or why a certain thing didn't work because it gives us a safety. It gives us a feeling of control to like, oh, okay, this is why. And then you can mm. just justify it and you can move on. But like, I don't know, I, I I hate the feeling of all the, I mean, I don't know, I'm living in New York, I'll be on the subway and I'll see a beautiful girl and I'm like, if I just go up and talk to her, this can happen,
0: you yeah. know,
1: and um, 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 and like a lot of times you have to get the, I loved hearing, um, who was it that uh, when your podcast that um, built up all the courage she could to talk to the guy at the cafe about the book he was reading? Laura and uh and ultimately she and he gave her the book afterwards that was lauren yeah yeah Yeah. i love that story because i was just like i'm so glad to hear a woman expressing what we as guys feel all the time especially in the modern dating world yeah and this actually brings me up to a really uh point i want to talk to you about which is um something my brother and i talk about we call it the wolf and you're dating somebody and you you're, you go out on a first date or something, and let's just use you and Taylor as an example because you. The, I love the the why didn't Taylor and I work out conversation because <laughs> – let me just pause up for a second. Remember I said that? Listening to the podcast to me feels like a new ep- – it's like an episode of a TV show each week where like every episode when you have a female guest is like will they, won't they get together and just like drop the mic at the end and just start boning. And like that, that's my feeling. You and the matchmaker, like <laughs> when you and the matchmaker, your matchmaker, and you had the conversation, I was like, well, they're gonna end up together because you're the two protagonists in your podcast, you know? Right, right So right. I and we're we are geared towards the two protagonists yeah. are gonna fall in love and end up at the end. And right. I'm like, don't they see it's right in front of each other? Like right, she's right. gorgeous and this and you're this and this. And that's who they're gonna end up with. But that's just the way that it goes. So anyway, that being a side note of it all. Um, <laughs> As that's I was funny. listening to the, the, the you know, because that's just how I feel. And I'm just like, okay, because.
0: Well, we're primed yeah. to think that, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: We are. We're built for stories. We're built for, like, if I know two people, hey, I know this yeah. other guy. He's gay too. You guys should date. You know, like.
0: <laughs> I'm so guilty know, of that. I'm so bad at that. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: But no, um, so what I was going to say about the wolf is that like when it came, yeah. when Taylor, when you were talking about what it is that, you know, you didn't like drag me upstairs and bone me and I didn't drag you upstairs and bone you, but it could have. And I'm like, ah, somebody's got to do it. And like what you're looking for in some capacity is someone who just like, we, you're just such a polite, sensitive. I want to know that, you, you know, I want to know it's right. I'm not going to make a move until I'm given a clear and present signal to make this move. And like, you don't, you know, you, you never wade into the uncomfortable waters of she might like this, but it also might be a big turnoff. Um, that's true. You know, this might end the thing right here. And I am somebody who just constantly clumsies my way too many times to the wrong side of that. And sometimes to my benefit, you know, sometimes I'll be in a bar and a friend of mine challenges me to go ask out a movie star that's across the bar and I'll, and I'll just
0: not (laughs) think about it. By myself,
1: myself, I wouldn't do that by myself. I wouldn't do that. But like, I huh. see myself all the time being like, uh, and, and actually, the older I get and the more I maybe the world's changing, maybe the pandemic's changed us, um, you know, uh, but like, I don't want to put myself out there. I just went through, there's been two different full years, 2016 and 2021, where I was just completely not open to dating, just, just not interested in it. Just like, I'm happy alone. I don't, I can't take another rejection. I've just moved to New York. I was doing stand up comedy all the time, doing acting, and I'm like, all, I can't take another no right now. I just personally can't. So, and I realized that like, you know, I had to build up my self-esteem and my self-worth and my ego enough to being like, hey, there's, this is a help. you have a healthy thing to say and do. But part of that sometimes has been diminished by this wolf character that comes out and is just like, I'm going to make this move. And she's like, what, how did you read that signal that I wanted you to do that? And then other times, it's women being like, yes, this is how I know he wants me. He's putting in this effort. He's grabbing me and throwing me against this wall. and It's passionate. And and, and, and that's what I was hearing when she was talking about how you guys didn't – she didn't say you didn't have a sexual chemistry, but she didn't perceive it as you were being sexual towards her. It's like I just know that's you, and you probably were pretty attracted to her, and she was probably pretty attracted to you. But, like, she was going – well, he doesn't want me if he doesn't like grab like you know go to the second date and be like, I need you to come over right now and take my clothes off or something. And right. she and, and you were probably thinking the same thing to some degree. So it's just like I, I hate those t- shits passing in the night, like what could have been, what our lives would have been had to, but if they're not for me, they're not for me. Don't stress what's not meant for you and all that right. banter we do to like justify that no, if I'd have walked up to that if I didn't go to that girl and say that thing to her she wouldn't be my wife today everybody has one of those stories if i didn't get this courage up and you know whatever
0: so yeah i mean
1: water. i want to ask you about the wolf do you think that's a thing that exists is that just the shadow of the patriarchy uh is, (laughs) is that just what what is what what do you think of that
0: i mean it it probably is definitely related to the patriarchy but that definitely means that it does exist right i mean okay so 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 i mean yeah i i you're i mean you're very right you know me very well I, like the closest thing I ever got to that was I remember when I date was dating Laurel Lynch um who's an amazing mm-hmm. beautiful human being um, was a dancer at, yeah. at, at at acting school and I, I saw her a few times and I told myself, okay, the next time I see her I'm gonna I'm gonna ask her out and I, and I and I was in an elevator with her and I was like all right, I, I told myself I put down a marker I said I was gonna do this and I awkwardly followed her and said, like excuse me, you know would you want to get you know yeah you coffee sometime or something? And like, but you're right. Like I, so the wolf. And so the lens, the lens that I see that kind of like, I don't want to call it male aggression. I want to call it like, is it fair to call it like masculine pursuit? We'll just call it the wolf, the wolf. The lens that I see yeah. that, and we're
1: speaking in major general terms here. We're just yeah. using gender yeah. norms as a way to have conversations.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, and I mean, I mean, most of this podcast is 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 super heteronormative because like that's all I can speak to. Um, yeah. yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, the lens I see that through. Good liberal. Good liberal. Good liberal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Pat myself on <laughs> the back. No, it's important. I, I don't know. I have Well, whatever. Um, I think this is interesting because like. I think there's a tension between like women. Uh, I think I think many women want to feel pursued, or or rather, I should say, need to feel pursued in order mm. to feel that like romantic chemistry. You know, like even Laura, yeah. who is super awesome, amazing San Francisco liberal, uh, who you were talking to, like she made the first move, talked to that guy about about the book. She's like, I mean, one of the reasons I was so excited to have her on the pod is that she's or to have that conversation with her. Um, right, is she's she's very courageous in that way. I think exceptional for a lot of women. She, she like willing to make the first move, willing to talk about it, really being like really doing the work to understand herself and her uh, like approach to that stuff, right? And even she, uh, 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 who is willing to make those moves, who is willing to be vulnerable, who's willing to put herself out there, she, I think, I, I think she would agree with this. Like, needs to feel pursued to, to feel that romantic chemistry, right? That like, that you you can't, you you can't, there's no formula for it, right? Like you, you either feel that chemistry and that's the thing you're looking for or you don't, you know what I mean? Um, And so I think there's a tension there because like, I think we're living in an era where, and and I think, I mean, you know me, very good lefty McLefty pants over here. Like yeah. I think I think the work that feminism has done over the last however many decades you want to say feminism has been doing its thing like fifty years, um, I, I think it has empowered women to uh, to be able to have much more agency in, in lives to 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 uh, not need a romantic partner to like exist in the world um, and and to have you know just so many more options for what they can what they can do and. and I think that's a good thing. I, I love that. I, that's I, I like that world for my relationships because I want a partner who is choosing me. I want a partner who is interested in growing a lifelong relationship with me. I want somebody who's like, yeah, cool. Let's spend the next sixty years together uh, and like get to know each other and and see if we don't get sick of each other. Like that's that's kind of what the game that I'm the, that's my end game, right? And so I love I love that 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 feminism is is there and that it's done that work. But I think there's this tension. And like, I think it sucks that like, we're putting that, that this means that there's more emotional work that, that falls in the plate of women, but it's like women today, like their, their mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers have worked so hard for so long to empower them. And now women have this power. Like they, they, they are not just objects. They are not only something to be pursued. And yet a lot of the stories we have, especially around romance, really still focus on um the woman as the pursued the woman in in a way as kind of a a, a person without agency right um and so that's this is kind of why when was, we were talking about the feminist handkerchief drop this is like one of the things that yes. i am kind of excited about and, and and this is not like a thing where i'm like i i think all women should do this and the society is broken until they do i, I don't think that's true but like i think like advice that i give women at, while they're dating is like you don't have to make the first move. I know that you often, most women I talk to like the want to feel pursued, but like doing something tiny to like crack the door open to say, like, I acknowledge you as a human being and I, 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 I might maybe be 5% okay with it. If you came up and talked to me, like any, any light shining through the, the jam of that door is huge. And I think, yeah. um, and I think because and and this and, and I, brave I know, and very brave, so courageous. It it takes so much. It takes so much. Yeah. Um, but I think I, th- I that's my advice to women because like I think by doing that, you set yourself apart from so many other people who might be interested in in that person as a romantic partner. Like you, you, you kind of give yourself the opportunity to have that connection where a lot of other people won't. Um. And I think it's a big, a big leg up because like, yeah, I think, I think I I like that we live in a world where men don't feel comfortable, just sort of cold approaching women. Like if, if there were dudes like rolling up to women, like out of nowhere, chatting them up when they were like, not when they have their headphones on, when they're putting out a vibe that's like, don't talk to me at like my favorite cafe, that would piss me off. I would be like, sure. this is my spot. I, I like the people here. I know the people here. And like some, you know, some bro is rolling in like you know doing that kind of like aggressive cold approach pursuit i don't know man i i think that's rude i could be wrong i might be a prude but like i I don't know i i, I like How attractive
1: it is the guy is <laughs> just a question right i mean, I mean <laughs> like you know women are against it again i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna gear i'm gonna being devil's advocate i'm gonna be a bit yeah, in silly no. here for a second with you but like i uh you know it's like we don't want to be hit on by guys unless we like them it's kind of the pushback right. about that and so it's just like it's hard and you're like I, well, I, most women i've dated have some passion towards being thrown down and ravaged the beauty and the beast this like yeah you're sensitive and sweet kind lovely person but now i need to just take control and just like dominate and do and like that's one particular power dynamic that i've yeah. found myself in and sometimes the inverse is lovely too sometimes you get to throw your legs in the air and just you know relax and have some <laughs> someone pleasure you and you're just like wait you know uh, on the on the uh, submissive side of the BdSM spectrum you just don't have to do anything I've I'm like I feel so lazy I'm not I'm not engaging in this performance at all like as a man you're like I gotta huh, huh. but yeah. like um when it comes to the handkerchief like I've definitely had years in my life when the self-esteem and things weren't there I'm like you see a girl in an elevator or in the subway or wherever and you're like man I feel like she might like me and I don't want to like stare her down like a creep and I don't want to ruin her day or make anybody feel bad or anything. But like, I wish that she could just click on a light in her pocket or like if we all just yeah. like, it was like, socially acceptable to have some kind of a light that we all could have that just says I'm open to a conversation. I'm in the mood to chat up and meet somebody, you know, whatever. It doesn't have yeah. to be anything other than like, I'm, 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 it wouldn't ruin my day if, if anybody came up and approached me. Yeah. Um. If somebody came up and chatted with me, and you might get some weirdo doing it. And I mean, you can be like, oh, that's interesting point of view. Great. And you have to meet a lot of cool people by that happening, not for dating, but maybe even for friendships and stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like just something along those lines. Um, I was talking to my current partner now and she was just like, Yeah, that'd be great, but it's never gonna happen. And I was like, Well, okay, you can you can kill that immediately, or we can just <laughs> like discuss it and have theories and like maybe some better, more crafted version of this is something that we can do to balance this this dynamic so that we can I don't know I I also feel like the reason this happens is because men uh, I'm gonna do this generalization thing but men are more visual I've never sure. heard of a guy dating somebody and being like um I didn't think she was very cute at first but like the more we hung out now I'm like totally in love with her and with women it's 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 the opposite a lot of, I mean, not the opposite but like of course many women will tell you like uh, this gets back to people you shouldn't trust about dating I spent a lot of time trusting women about what they wanted in a man, and talking to my female friends and listening to them. They were dead wrong. They were absolutely <laughs> wrong. I mean, like what they what people say they want out loud to you in a public forum versus what I've found to be kind of the private what I actually want. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 a big disparity there, and like and and you, I think you've been around you. You're raised by a lot of women. I think you have a lot of women influence in your life, and I think that that. I wouldn't say, I think it made you more dateable than fuckable in a lot of ways. Like, you're <laughs> like the, you know, and sometimes you just want to be that piece of meat. You're like, you know what? I want to walk up to that girl. You, this is, okay, this is a bad story I'm going to tell about our, our college years. And this is just could get me a lot of trouble. I'm going to tell this. I was talking to you. I was looking over at an actress that I always had a crush on. And I was like, man, I just wish she'd like me. I just, I, I'm into her or whatever. And I wish she'd like me. And you were like, Chris, just walk over there, grab her. And just kiss her on the mouth. Do you remember that? I said that. Yeah, you're like grab it, kiss her on the mouth, and wow, do, just do it. And I'd walked over to someone that was in your class. I'm I'm surprised you don't remember who this is, oh, but I and do remember I, this. I, wow. I, I I turned her around, and we kissed, and she looked at me and was just like, "Wow, like that was amazing." Like had a smile on her face. I thought I was going to go to jail. I thought I was going to, and that could have gone that could have gone so bad. That shouldn't happen. Right. so I don't know. Right. It's 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 a little bit of column A and a little column B here where it's 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 like a little bit like we've got to be polite in our approach and you know this wolf thing's a bad thing, but that wolf was there that day and yeah. she was turned on by the wolf, not me. She's yeah. seen me every day for three years of college. And like then all of a sudden this wolf comes out and she's like, damn. Right. That's a level of swagger. And so my point is only like I don't blame this bullshit guy walking into this cafe doing yeah. cold approaches because i've seen the people that can have the courage to do that now granted they're usually masking some major insecurity i know i've tried it i got a i read the game i yeah. kind of liked some of the uh anthropology is that the right word anthropology of the game or how do, how do humans relate to each other whatever that word is um, sure. just the yeah, yeah. just the human interaction that we don't talk about of like the, the pursuit of each other um yeah. and and so for me um i just felt like Wow, my I have to wake up to the fact that like me tiptoeing around is a really unattractive quality, or me being like, hey, I'll be in town Saturday night. Um, you know, i'm like, okay, well what? Like, no, ask me if you can stay at my bed my guest bedroom. Like if you're not correct, if you don't say what you want, then okay, then you then then I don't know what you want, and you're not gonna get it, and we're both not gonna be happy. you have to be like more clear. That's why again, consent is key. I think yeah. like consent really oh, helps yeah, people feel like knowing how to give consent, knowing how to ask for consent, like I think that's super essential. And like, obviously, that's not new news, but like, um, I think that the conversation around can sense really good in the sense where people can then present more than being open to someone being somewhat more aggressive. So I don't disparage the guy that if you can, if you have it in you that you can just cat call a hundred women and like maybe one, you're not cat calling the women for the women, you're cat calling the women for your buddy next to you no one's ever got laid right. out of a cat call that i've right. ever heard of or known about or started a relationship out of one you know yeah. like jerry Simon had a bit where it's just like a guy honks a car an attractive girl and she's like runs after the car like wait were you honking at me was it right. me you wanted to date you know like that doesn't happen so yeah. um i i um yeah so
0: no that i think that's it was fine i so okay the wolf uh, and this is a really important thing I, I, or i should say this is something that I grapple with a lot. Right. And I, and I want to talk a little bit about like sort of like early dating versus like later in a relationship, because like at least for me, I find that I like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I have that aggressive side. I have that like part of me that's like, go, go, go kiss that actress, Chris. You got this. Um, of course you do. Yeah. And I, I find for me, and, and and this is maybe something that I need to work on. But like, I find for me that I tend to like let my wolf kind of off the leash when I have like established a relationship with someone, like when I've kind of built that foundation of trust, that's when I sort of. Scott, back
1: up. I, I didn't know what you said after you said I tied my wolf. I got a little freeze frame right now.
0: Yeah, the internet. Um, yeah. Uh, but I would say, and this is maybe uh, something that I need to work,
1: with work you say, on. Say what you said again. I, I lost you at the wolf.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is maybe something I need to work on, but for me, with like the wolf, I find that, and this is interesting, right? Because like, okay, I find that in early dating, I'm going to um, try jumping
1: off. I'm sorry. I'm going to try jumping off Wi-Fi.
0: Okay. Indie, indie podcasting. I love this.
1: Sorry.
0: Okay. No worries. Can you hear me now? Check, check.
1: Okay. So you're saying, yeah.
0: you're Um you're saying yeah okay. Um, right so the wolf uh, I I feel like I uh, I do I, I definitely uh like don't follow those impulses like early on when I'm just like seeing someone in the room um or like when when I when I don't feel like it's welcomed, right? I feel like my inner wolf is something that I kind of let off a leash like after I've sort of established. A foundation of trust, like in a relationship or in some kind of connection, it doesn't have to be like a committed thing. Does that make sense? How oh, did I lose you? Is the internet thwarting us?
1: I'm gonna. I need to. I need to like uh, end the video part of this, and I think yeah, it will help.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because we're on video for no reason, so we can uh, use less internet. Um, are you
0: there? I am. Can you hear me?
1: This is way better, yeah, awesome. everybody if you were yeah, fast forward fifteen seconds if you
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. This is the riveting kind of indie podcasting that my three listeners signed up for. Um, sorry
1: about it Good.
0: okay, so did you hear what I was saying about the wolf?
1: Um you're saying that in the early parts of the relationship, you didn't uh, uh you don't feel the the key to that, but later on, that's as much as I got so far.
0: Yeah, pr- basically pretty much. I, I let my wolf off the leash, like later into a connection and, and not necessarily like a committed relationship, but certainly like not in the beginning stages of like being in a room with somebody and having that be the thing that sort of drives the uh, the connection. Does that make sense so far?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, 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 yeah, go ahead. So here, here's my question. And I wonder, and I'm I'm just thinking out loud here, but like, I wonder, like, does that like, like, is that screwing me up? You know, like, like, are there, I mean, I'm sure there are like women who, well, th- this is that tension, right? Like I- I'm sure there are women who many women who want that kind of, uh, you know, romantic connection. It, it, you know, it's like a, it's, it's not a, you know, for, for a woman to want someone to be aggressive, to be, to be assertive, Ah, uh, to to express desire—that's not—that's not like some sort of aberration, right? It's not something weird. It's no. just like it's a thing, and like you know, there's that tension of like it's 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 like threading that needle, finding that balance of like, at least for me, I guess, like establishing trust and respect and support and like emotional intellectual connection uh, versus the other side, which which is bringing that sort of like. Uh, you know aggressive like paleo mammalian i want to pick you up and show you that i'm bigger than you and that i desire you does yes. that make sense totally. and i i definitely yeah i definitely do the paleo mammalian brain wolf stuff later in a, in any kind of connection and I don't um, know. I think
1: that's probably the reason that you and Taylor aren't currently in a
0: relationship. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> in right. I mean, to be no, fair, I'm, I'm, and I I'm love her very much. We're, we're using yeah.
1: we're using that as one example, but I'm just saying yeah. like, this is the, because you guys had this conversation about that specific thing. I'm using that as like, I wonder how many times in my life, like how many moments where if I just would have, you know, I, I met a girl on Tinder or I met a girl in real life. then we then matched on Tinder, like that same day or something. We were in the same area of Pittsburgh. And we were, she's moving to New York the same time I was. And I was like, okay. And we started seeing each other and I remember seeing her in person and having nice conversations with her, but I never could forget on her Tinder profile. It said, um, I want an alpha male or something, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. And I was just like, Ugh. that just, it just creeps me out. That just, the just the, the discussion of it. And I know what that means. That means I want Wolfman to, to do Wolfman stuff. And it, it ended because we laid in a hotel, she had a hotel room. We laid there next to each other and, cuddled and I didn't make that move even you know however many days into hanging out and in her hotel room mm-hmm. I was just like eh, I just wasn't in the secure place where I was doing that and mm-hmm. I wonder and I like and, and part of me like actually regretted just you were saying is this something I should work on in myself I, mm-hmm. I, and I think a lot of women again I'm probably bad to take advice from women are probably bad to take advice because it's all unique and individual but I think a lot of people would tell you that you don't need to work on that who you are the way you are is great but then another part of me goes, yeah, but if you just would have been more aggressive, you would have had more opportunities, you know, mm. so I don't know. Um, does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. And and I think, I don't know, man, I, th- I think these are the kinds of questions that, that, that really, uh, that are so prone to superstition, because like, how do you know? You know, like one woman, like Lauren's going to give us a different answer to that than Taylor would, than Anna, my matchmaker would, right? Like Anna's advice on like what she thinks women want is probably, well, you know what I mean? Like everyone's going to take their experience and give you sort of a different, a different answer for what they think would work with themselves or with someone else, right? Like it's a whole, anyway, yeah, it's hard to know, but that's the point,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I just I think that there's an old saying, and this is so geared and like you know old old. I, I like to say old world, new world when it comes to dating because like old world is like the way we thought of things thirty years ago, and yeah. new world is like the way that we're relearning things now. Which I think new world's a lot better, but old world they used to say things like, um, you know, uh, oh first of all, I was watching Masters of Sex and there was a great line in there like men want to men desire women, women desire men to desire them or something, which is so old world and awful yeah. but i found a grain of truth in that but another one of those old world quotes that's kind of awful that has a grain of truth is that um men regret the women that they didn't sleep with and women regret the men that they did or something right and again that's hmm. very old world thinking but i think that the reason that that conversation happened or why people say that is that like when men are looking for a notch in their belt sometimes physically or like i achieved something by i went out there i hunted this beautiful creature and now she is with me and i, I carry this home and me make babies with this um, kind of mm-hmm. pr- thought process, whereas I felt like, especially when I was younger and being a you know nice, sweet, sensitive guy like you are, uh, you probably found yourself in a situation where, um, you know, I hate the friend zone term or whatever, but I would be right. like have a girl that I have a huge crush on, and we would talk on the phone every night for an hour, and it wasn't friend zoning; it was deep, intimate, long, sweet conversations with like so much love and compassion. And then they go back to their me want sex boyfriend and like, you know, have that at night. And like, I yeah. felt, I felt used the way the women feel used sometimes. Like I was used for intimacy yeah that she wasn't getting from a partner. And, and, you know, so yeah.
0: um,
1: that is just to say that like, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, we're looking for different things sometimes and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I do, and I, I do sort of, dislike the friend zone framing but i think in those kinds of situations right like where you have somebody who's in a relationship where like i I think in those kinds of situations often what's happening is right like women don't know themselves perfectly either right like we we don't you know i'm I'm figuring it myself out i'm figuring out what i like what i want what, what really works for me what floats my boat sexually intellectually emotionally whatever right i'm figuring out how this hunk of stardust that i'm stuck in works right But she's doing the same thing right and like you know if she i think if she's if she couldn't you know if she's in a getting something out of a uh emotionally unavailable man who's assertive and wants to have sex with her um she's getting something out of that right um and and just because she doesn't know how to articulate that either she needs him to be more emotionally available or that she needs you to be more uh sexually aggressive or whatever like i I think i think a lot of times well you know what i mean like that's she's got work to do not work to do but like she's got to be able to say what she wants she's got to be able to um articulate exactly and we have to to learn and we
1: have to learn to be sensitive to i think that one thing i think women have were forced to have extraordinary emotional intelligence at a much younger age than that i think it's well documented by now um and like I think that I would really encourage people on these apps and like looking to date and whatever to like have a really careful eye in how you're dressed, how you look and like in the way that you're shaping your profiles, whether it's Instagram or Tinder or any or Bumble or anything, just sure. because like women are way more sensitive to the small signals and the kind of emotional intelligent, like what is he saying to me? If you're holding a fish, like if you're a cliche of every other <laughs> dude on the app, like yeah. holding a fish, like it's like, all right, you can just go braid right in with the others. But that means you haven't done any of the investigative work of like what I might be going through and what my experience was. So I find women talking on, on this podcast, particularly about their app experience really helpful because it was only after I was finished dating um, the mother of my cat. Um, when I was dating her- um, The mother of your cat? She, the mother of my cats, yeah. We, yeah. I, I had a partner for some years and we, we shared two cats together still. And um, when we stayed good friends, and she would show me. She's like, "Why do guys not respond?" And you kind of um, touched on what you felt that was in your monologue about that uh, the eight about the the ten um, percent of men are dating of women. Oh. And I was like, "I'm I'm never I never I never don't respond unless I'm not interested in somebody, but I do think that there are certain categories and filters of guys who have a certain thing where women's experience. I was like, "Well, Tanya, what is your experience of of being on Tinder?" And the gift she sent back to me was like the the face with all the hot dogs hitting in the face in slow motion. Yeah,
0: classic. You know what I mean? Like
1: that's what it feels like to be a woman on Tinder. It's just constant. You're being barraged by all these things. And I think as a man, it's like it's important to learn how to be sensitive to their experience, to what it looks like. And I just think that's the emotional intelligence work that we have to do. And trust that also I'll take I'll take um, I disagree with one of the things you put out there. Like it's not just men that are bad actors on these sites i've had so many women be horrendously you know either mean cruel uh rude uh, uh, short you know there's so many bad actors and maybe you know they're just barraged with maybe they're trying to stand out maybe they're insecure maybe they're i can't know what's going on in their head but i can you know choose how i interpret it um but it eventually just led to me being like i got it i ended up deleting all the apps uh or at least turning them all off the last couple of years and It's just made me feel happier. and and, uh, You know, because we used to be in a world where you'd be in a bar and it's like that attractive person's in a bar. I'm here. And they're not having a thousand options on their phone of other people they could meet. It's like, well, that's the guy that's here. He's the one that's talking to me. He's making an effort. Do I like him? Do I like what he's saying? And we're in this place together. And it feels like kismet because we both happen to be in this place together. And now it's just like we have, I don't think I'm using the term correctly, but we have an an omnivore's dilemma there's so many different things to eat and food, you know, so many different kinds of food to eat. It's like, what do we want for dinner is going to be our eternal question that we're going to yeah. keep asking each other for the next 80 years.
0: Paradox um, of choice. Like when you have so many options, you're not able to make a decision.
1: The paradox of choice is a better term for it. Um, tell me if you can still hear me. I had to switch from AirPod to regular uh, audio.
0: I can. You, sa- you sound... Uh closer and awesomer. It's great.
1: Okay, good. So I wanted to add to what you were saying. And uh, I I, I had mentioned to you before about like fascism, arranged marriage gets a bad rap.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Because like, there's something to we have the paradox of choice right now. And all of this, if your parents just picked somebody and you're like, doesn't matter if you love them or not, you build love with them. I feel like, especially the older I get, the larger my dating pool people I would actually choose to go out and date becomes. I kind of feel like it's almost sad that I would date a lot of people that live in my neighborhood, like a a much higher percentage (laughs) of people in my hip, young, artsy neighborhood than I would have 10 years ago. And I just started to wonder if isn't love, isn't a successful relationship, just two people going, look, we're making the choice to choose each other and we're just going to work through it. And waiting for some perfect scenario doesn't make any sense.
0: There's science behind that. I mean, yeah, like like, uh, arranged marriages, initially couples are less like satisf like life satisfaction, however psychologists measure that, is lower. But over time arranged marriages yield happier relationships. Like they've done hmm. science on it. It's it's just like, yeah, it's totally true. It's totally true.
1: Yeah. And I think fascism gets a bad rap bad bad rap too. Like there's, okay. there's <laughs> a comfort in fascism. Like, there is. Um you know there is like this thing. Look, look, if, if 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 our president, if Joe Byron decided he was gonna make everybody wake up at 7 a.m every day and have to work out for an hour Uh we'd be pissed and we'd have a revolution but if like he won the revolution we'd all be happier and healthier and better
0: yeah i mean i want to be careful with fascism because that's like like making people have better abs is not usually what fascists are like working towards but i'm right 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 i i
1: I, I know (laughs) but I, i mean i mean of course choice is wonderful but at the same time i'm saying is not having a choice makes people feel so much more safe there's there's an yeah. analogy of this like horse that couldn't be trained. This is a story about this horse that couldn't be broken or whatever. And it was just two was like anxiety attacks. And it was like a really anxious horse. And yeah. then all of a sudden there was like a dog. that would, they, they let the dog run next to the horse and the horse completely changed. It was like, oh, I follow that dog. I run next to that dog. And like there's something so anxiety building. We as human beings have never had more choices in our life about yeah. everything that we're doing. We have so much freedom about our day and our time and the internet gives us so much more information and connectivity is that there's something super anxiety building around the amount of choices that we have. And when you have a partner, when your parents tell you, like, I've had many friends get married or get into a relationship and one of them, you know, is doing it because their mom's sick and they want their mom to know their partner before they pass away. And like, they want to have their dad walk them down the aisle or whatever. And there's just something, and I'm not saying those are the happiest relationships, But there's a peace somehow in the kind of feeling of well, this is what's right for society, for God, for um, for my partner. You know, uh, the old ball and chain. I got to get home. I want to keep hanging out with you guys, but I got like there's some kind of a peace we find in the lack of choice. Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. I think. I mean, I think you're exactly right. I I, I think that's like, I think that's the core of what we're grappling with with the dating apps right now. And I mean, there's a lot around that. Like, I think, I think they're designed in a bad way. I think they're basically casinos. But like, even if you design them well, like, even if the apps technically were meant to uh, limit how many people you can see and try to get you to see somebody, see, see, uh, try to like, try to get you to go on a date with people. it's still like it's the internet you know like it's just the the possibility that you could connect to anybody in your city um and even yeah. in san francisco which i think is a pretty small pool sm- smaller pool than la and new york which i want to talk about by the way um but like even here it, it i think people just feel like it's it's our brains aren't good at big numbers right so it's like well there's like Ten other people that I might match with, but but it's not just ten; it could be like a hundred or a thousand. And your brain is just like, well, all that means is I probably shouldn't dig in and invest with the person who's right across the table from me right now. And right. I think you're right. Like that, that, I I often think about dating, and right now I'm on I'm on I'm on two apps. I was on I was off for a long time, but like, you know, I, I feel like when I'm dating, basically what I'm doing is like trying to do this dance to see if this person wants to jump off the the crazy merry-go-round at the same time as me you know like do you want to get off this roller coaster um and that's a, that's a tough dance to do and it's a, it's a tough like i don't know conversation to kind of navigate i find because
1: i don't know anybody that wants to be on that roller coaster i don't know anybody that wants to be doing the opposite so everyone that's yeah. on it complains about it that's why the tiktoks are generally so toxic about it is just because everyone's trudging through it and doing it because it's the thing that we're doing, but nobody's enjoying it. Same with social media. It's just like what every, everyone's doing it. And if I don't do it, I'm not participating. I'm, I'm minimizing yeah. my chances. Like, you yeah. know, taking no shot is worse than, you know, constantly taking a shot and failing or something. Yeah. I think how we think of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, do do you want to, do you want to, do you want to talk about the, 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 uh, the gender disparity i think you were saying there was something that like you so you saw differently or did you cover that i definitely yeah, hear about
1: that. um just just i always i i don't know i um i wonder if it's just the percentage of men dating, you know there's more men than women that there's that thing but i also feel like because women aren't as visual and because we're looking at i mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm that is i'm gonna say it women aren't as visual you know mm-hmm. um and because of that um i do think that like now we're putting them within a visual medium which is tinder or bumble or whatever and mm-hmm. you're or swiping instagram. instagram yeah absolutely and you get to like choose based on looks and like what they said and what this is and it's not energetic there's like a i don't know like a pheromone or a smell or like a vibe mm-hmm. or like a room and I, I don't know that that many women if you're if you're if you're boiling it down to looks and appearance and what the appearance of life are i think it's way less when you talked about like Okay. So if there's a hundred men on dating apps and there's 10 women and they're mm. all talking to one man and mm. you're saying that's 10 men, that's 10%. I, I would say no, that's 1% because they're all talking to the same guy. Mm. You know you know what I mean? And he's being shitty to eight of them and really nice to two of them because he's hoping the <laughs> two of them are going to respond. Um, that's just been my experience, at least from, you know, talking to my, my, uh, my baby's mama about how she felt, uh, what was going on with her and Tinder and the guys she was matching with and people she liked. You know, especially huh. with height filters and and uh, you know, if we're just going to draw up the perfect man, it, it looks one way. But I don't think men draw up the perfect woman. I think men are like either whoa hot or whoa not. You know, I think like we're an in instant swipe right, swipe right left mind because Tinder is of course geared towards men. So you know, that's why it's a left or right thing for us that works better for our brains, but it doesn't work well for women's brains. Um, in the sense of like, there's so many other nuances of things that that make someone find someone else attractive. Yeah, Even the sound of their voice can be like, you know, the first time uh, my current partner heard this podcast, she's like, whoa, she, you know, she'd met you. She's like, Scott's <laughs> got a voice on him. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, even that, she's like, you know, that's why Hinge added that audio feature. I would highly advise you, you add a little Oh yeah. Uh, jabberwocky to the, to the profile somewhere. Jabberwocky.
0: Oh my God. You know? I mean, I, I, I mean, okay. A yes. Like whenever I, I advise, I would advise anybody whenever you have the opportunity to put a video or a voice, um, whether it's in your profile or like even chatting, I will send a, when I was back on Bumble, you could send those little like video snippets. So like 30 seconds of just like, Hey, hi, I'm Scott. This is my face or whatever. Like say something funny, but like, I, I think it's a really, smart thing to do because exactly what you're talking about it it lets it lets the other person get up lets the woman get a feel for kind of who you are and i think that's a really good kind of way to be vulnerable a good a good way to to stand out and to give her the opportunity to get a feel for whether or not she's your her cup of tea you know
1: i i I, that doesn't resonate with me because i haven't (laughs) found it with my voice um your voice is six three
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) i think you've got a great way you are an amazing singer also like i am a singer but i have just found that
1: when i do when i do go on to the uh the the hinge or whatever and i see someone's left like a voice memo i've never heard one interesting thing said there i've never heard a voice where i was like oh i got to talk to them like i think for you it would be a way to stand out but i think for most men they'd be like I don't know. They're going to say something stupid, or like they're going to not their voice isn't going to match up with their picture or something. I don't know. That's just okay. my feeling
0: on it. But, uh, but again, these are all superstitions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, these are superstitions. Agree to disagree. I, I, I think you're really funny, man. I think you have a great energy. I think you've got a joyful energy about you. Like, I think if somebody's going to hear a voice clip of you, and not be like interested, that just means that's you dodging a bullet. That's like that's that's them not knowing an awesome dude when they hear one, or that, that or that's them
1: that. love you for that. I I, I wanted to add <laughs> something to that then because this this really clues into something I wanted to say, say to you, which is that like you are not your anxiety. I'm not my anxiety. When I talk to you or certain really close friends I've had for a long time, I'm more myself than I am when I'm alone, even sometimes, you know what I mean? There's a certain confidence in brotherhood and our community or whatever. That I see how you see me or how I see you. And we have this mutual admiration for one another that makes me feel more myself and like makes me say more you know, absurd shit or test the waters and uncomfortable conversations like we have in this discussion here. And right. so on my first date, uh, even in, in a lot of my auditioning and a lot of my acting life, it's like when the nerves are flaring up and you're like, Oh God, I'm being, I'm on camera right now. Oh God. Right. They're analyzing everything I'm saying and doing. And I want to say the right thing when those self-conscious, like, I think that's the journey of existence too, is like not only knowing yourself, but shaving down what's you and what's the anxiety, what's you and what's your nerves just reacting to another person in the room. Mm. And You know, the pandemic is really helpful for me of isolating for a long time and being like, okay, these are my thoughts are. And then I sit down with somebody and I'm like, oh my God, you're from Pittsburgh too? Ah, And then like, yeah, and it goes downhill from there. But like, that's just my anxiety. And so my point is that I'm often not, it it takes the people around me artistically or even emotionally or even dating wise, a few, I I have to learn to be a slow burn because I want to just overshare all the way and out everything all at once because that's just social anxiety and then yeah. when i finally yeah. settle into my groove maybe we've had sex once already and i can feel like i can relax into who i really am mm-hmm. um then the real me comes out and it's it's much more attractive than that anxious fucker you want on a date with um
0: i've do found- you ever i i totally hear you do you ever feel like um, and first of all, like, thank you. And, and and also like, that's another thing that I kind of like doing with this podcast. And and like I said, at the very top, like, thank you for for kind of modeling this for me in a great way. Like, th- that piece of you that like feels like you're more confident, you're just more full of positive energy, like when you're around your people, whether it's your your bros or your family or your chosen family or whoever, like, I think when you have your community, when you have your people, you're just you're just a better version of yourself, you know, like, I, I yes. think And I think it's hard to get that. And I think, I think dudes, I think we're just really bad at that. We're just, and and not, not that we're not, not that we're bad people. I just think we're like not primed to put the effort into that or, or or we're not primed to think that it's okay to put the effort into that. You know what I mean? To like be there for somebody before they go on their date or to be there for somebody before they go on that audition or, or whatever, you know, because like, you know what I mean? Like, like as a friend, you would call a friend before a date or like pipe each other
1: yeah. up, like boys type each other up before. It, yeah.
0: I did, yeah. Have you ever, I have never been with a group of guys who were like, okay, guys, huddle up. Uh, she texted me something. I got to figure out what to respond. You know what I mean? And women do this all the damn time. <laughs> women are I like. I definitely so-
1: have like one friend, but we would continually, c- continually keep giving each other bad advice and none of the relationships work like the whole time <laughs> I was in LA.
0: <laughs> like my entire
1: LA dating experience was like, I'd go to my one friend and we'd like look at the text and we'd say, oh, you know what she wants? <laughs> Dick pics. Send it. <laughs> you know, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't the literal case, but you know yeah. you know what I mean? They might as well have been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know I've never had that kind of, um, but like I've found a community in New York and I've found people that I find also to be sensitive, wonderful artists and I like how they see me. And so my go-to move is often, if I have a nice date with somebody, I'm like, hey, we should go to this bar that all my friends are hanging out at or where my this band's playing that I know or something, if it's going well, because I want them to see me around the people I feel most comfortable around. So it's not just me in a vacuum and focusing yeah. on them and and how does your siblings do you have and where in the, yeah. which sign are you, you know, what's yeah. your rising and shit. You the know, I don't want to get away from yeah. that, the interview, the quiz, the fucking yeah. me and you and we're figuring out if we like, it's too meta. It's too aware of itself as yeah. a as a date on a dinner and a thing. I, I want to just be around people and then we can all like laugh and let's just see how you banter. Let's see. Let me see, you know, I want you to see me feel so comfortable I can crack a certain joke because I believe that this new world since we're using old world new world this new world yeah. everyone's a goddamn artist everybody is and i think we've always been artists we've just haven't allowed ourselves to be that way um i mean like kevin out he's he's crying so oh. it's going to happen um go ahead buddy um the new, we're all artists and i think that like what that what we're learning because the internet and that kind of thing is that we're all kind of um um I- i'll use this partner i had as an example like she would do some funny voices and she didn't do them she wasn't like doing them in public or what but when when her and i got it really deep into our relationship and felt such safety with one another she would do some really silly voices all the time and these little characters and stuff and that was just for her and i and Mm -hmm. that was her little baby uh, let's call it inner child because it's an old term but like this little artist inside of her the true her peeking its head out because she just felt safe finally to be like hey here's my weirdo here's my silly here's my you know me feeling so safe and so that me as a dater and me as an artist i i only let that guy come out when i have a director that'll pat my head and go hey you're so pretty you're so pretty you're doing such a good job here. (laughs) you're so talented and then i'm like hey i am pretty and talented i'll go do a great job and then i'll go do a great job
0: so i I want to push on that for a sec like
1: affirmations in the mirror or something you know i mean like or whatever it looks like, or have a group of friends where we can all huddle up and just all go run around the circle, telling each other how beautiful you as each other are, or something. But like, yeah, I, I do think that like we're all waking up to our artistic natures as, as all of us have inside of us, and and a lot of that is acknowledging that the anxiety around things that don't need to exist,
0: hmm.
1: and the encouragement of that little clown in you, that little joyful, um, yeah, clown's the great word for it. Uh, yeah. If if you know, you know about clowns but um <laughs> sweet little baby you that was unsocialized by the shitty um society at large when your parents told you you're too loud or your yeah. you know teacher told you, you 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 act out too much or whatever because they were trying to get control yeah so, I, mean, I
0: i'm comfortable calling inner child like whatever you want to call it but like i want to push there's a little bit like like i i don't think you need or i, I mean maybe not you specifically, but I would also say you specifically, like, I don't think you need like a director or some authority figure or somebody like giving you an affirmation. I, I feel like what you need is like to, to feel like your people are there, to feel secure, to feel like yes you've you've got your tribe, you know, and then you can be, then you can be you and And to to come back to kind of a thread that was there at the beginning of that, like the the date, like the first date when it's like an audition, when it's like the interview. I, I, had, yeah. I had a phone call with a lovely lady recently who lives in l a whatever. um, and and uh, and I told her, like, hey, let's do this first phone call and not do and try not to do any of the sort of like canned first date s- speeches. That that we do, and she was like, "Well, actually, I haven't been dating for that long, so I don't have many of those." And I was like, "Okay, well, then I'm going to try to do that," and it was really, really hard. Like mm. i I and my brain know, like the audition, like the the interview responses, the stories that I've like sort of refined over the past three years in dating or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, yeah, I think I think the I think the audition, the interview piece of it i mean like in a way it's important because there are like logistical things that you do want to talk about like if if you really 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 want kids and i really 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 don't then like we shouldn't waste each other's time right but like yeah like like that that having it not be an interview having it not be an audition having it just like finding a way to like meet that person with your true self and and hoping that they meet you with their true self is I, i think it's really 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 hard um and I don't, I don't know what else to say about that. I just think it's hard. No, I,
1: I fully agree, and I, I was, I, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like it is hard, and that it just, it's just, it's about giving yourself permission, and it's just so much easier said mm. than done. So, yeah, I, I know I don't need it from a director or a, a girlfriend or an outside source, but I also find that when I have, I've just learned in my life that when I've had those sources, I've been more successful, just because if I know I have someone, you know, petting my hair and saying I'm great. Like mm-hmm. I've just that's those have been the examples where that's happened. I want to be the person that I can do that for myself. You know what I mean? I want to be that person to myself where I can just be like, "Hey, you rock," and take it from there and like go ahead, go, go go full at it. You know? Um, yeah. So yeah. You want to do New York and L.A.
0: Yeah, let's let's wrap it up with New York and L.A. Um, this is going long, but I'm I'm really enjoying talking to you, man. Yeah. So New York I, versus L.A. Yeah,
1: um, I remember. Your um, Anna was the matchmaker's name. I remember Anna talking about her experience in LA and being like, okay, everyone gets up early and does that. and Like, you know, you got to be like more health conscious and that kind of thing. And that's just a very specific, like live in West Hollywood. And like, that's one very specific world of LA. And that's probably yeah. where she's going to do best with her matchmaking and, and stuff like yeah. that. And totally that's a big place.
0: Yeah.
1: Huge right. place and just many different kinds of cultures that live within there. And yeah. there are tons of artsy folks. There's tons of TikTok models and there's tons of, you know, um i only fans people you can meet and stuff and whatever kind <laughs> of fun there's just many different kinds of cultures within that culture mm-hmm. um generally when i moved to new york I, people loved hearing me talk negatively about dating in la or just people in la because it's just like one of those cliches people do mm-hmm. and my standard go-to would be like oh man i meet a girl in la and she's like Ugh, i don't even know you and you meet a girl in new york and she's like oh my god i don't even know you you know, it's, <laughs> you know what i mean like i've discovered something cool here and like someone else is like oh i haven't heard it so like that was my go-to about the difference but i've learned huh. that that's kind of not as true as you know the stereotype um i do think a lot more people in la are just more open towards artistic light living lifestyles you know kind of kicking it easygoing the weather's always great there's no rush to like do anything very mm. spiritual very like grounded let's just like you know but it, but it, but there is also a commodity because it's a destination place and mm-hmm. you and, and and most of us are that live in these cities are self-selecting or human beings of like with wanderlust with aspirational goals with like i'm trying to climb a i don't know who i want to date because i feel like i should be able to date a victoria's secret model and i'm here you know uh, right. i haven't done anything yet with my life i'm still on my mother's couch or something you know right, right. like you know what i mean because you're aspirational you're going like I, I don't know what my life and career is going to hold so I, I right. do. I did feel that a bit from LA and from New York. There's a certain climbing of a, of a ladder of a structure of like a, I'm still figuring myself out and I'll date someone hotter when I get there.
0: Mm, um, interesting
1: kind of a thing, um, which is, that's the bummer of it. But I do, but, but what I do love is like, you have a million more like active first dates, like hiking or um, you know, you can you go to a, up a lake or a pond or it's just so accessible to do stuff. And um, I, I really did enjoy. And I felt like, I worked a little better in LA, but like New York, you know, there's guys with LA with money, but they're, you know, it's rare you're going to see them at, you know, all the time. And in these artistic places we're hanging out in hmm. New York, there's just like every time I'm going out with somebody or even my current partner, and she wants to have kids. And I'm like, you know, life will be a lot easier if you just pick any of these finance bros with like, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And right. you just, you know, if, if they could have what you're getting with me, but like also the security and the comfortability and the confidence of that. And there's just a lot of people in New York who have like built and they're still building, but have built a brand, a business, a, a life, a kind of structure for who they are. Mm. And so maybe that's just me getting older too. It's just the women I tend to talk to are more interested in people that have something already, you know, in their rear view mirror a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like, yeah. Um, I, LA, I I was 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 definitely i mean san francisco i remember going up my band was on tour there and we saw some girls we drove from la and we we like talked to these girls and i went up to her and i was like hey how you doing she's like what are you doing i was like i'm just saying hello to you she's like guys don't even hit on girls up here it's crazy i haven't been hit on <laughs> i was like I, I usually i talk to you and i was like okay that's a cool cool disparity in that city um <laughs> <laughs> i suppose but um that is a thing why do you think guys don't hit on girls in san francisco
0: yeah um uh and, and the, the, we'll wrap it up soon but like let's put a pin in the whole like um like financial stability thing cuz i definitely feel that too um yeah the, the women say it all the time that men in san francisco don't approach um i think my, my like best guess about why men don't approach women in san francisco is that like i mean i think there's a few things going on for me, usually, if there's a woman in San Francisco and she wants to be dating, then she's dating. Like I th- I think like unless I get some kind of signal that sh- a woman wants to talk, I assume that she's in a relationship. Because there are, I mean, there are, there are just a lot more dudes here. Um, or at least in like dating age range people, um, because tech and tech for all kinds of stupid reasons is mostly dudes. Um, in tech, it, this might be less true now because there've been a bunch of layoffs, but it's probably so true. It's like 20% of the jobs in San Francisco. Jeez. So like even before, even before pulling it, well, you know, you got to pull out the men who don't want to date women, the women who don't want to date men, uh, the polycules and the people who are in couples. Right. But like, generally speaking, that means you got about six, about about three dudes for every two women in San Francisco, just because yeah. of tech um uh and so yeah usually i like for me i i i I never i let me think it's happened once to me living in the bay area for the past i don't know 10 years that a woman has like given me a signal that she's okay to talk at a cafe like Mm -hmm. usually the vibe that i get off of someone is just like i'm walking don't bother me uh you know even without headphones, like a headphones in kind of vibe, and I like, I just respect that. I mean, and again, this is me not being the wolf, you know. But it's like, I don't know. I I, I walk by women all the time in Hayes Valley who are gorgeous and stylish and seem cool, um, and there are like women at the at the gym that I go to who are cool, and like every now and then I'll like chat with them or whatever. But it's like, I, I don't know. I I, I just assume they're all. Uh, I just sort of assume that their dance cards are full. I, I assume that they, uh, if they're looking for romantic attention, they don't need me to to give it to them. Well, um,
1: I, I want to add to that because I think that again, I want to go back into this is old world, the book, the game, Neil Strauss mm-hmm. book, and mm-hmm. it was it was in, so interesting for me, and a lot of it's problematic. But like one of some key things I learned from that, as relates to what you're saying, there's something called indications of interest and mm-hmm. and being more open to them and, and seeing what they are whether it's them making eye contact with you or like playing with their hair or like just things in conversation like guys have to learn to be more i had to learned to be more sensitive to um that not just ignore all the things that can go wrong just dive right in like i couldn't keep doing that right. and like and and, and just a, a general like like being more sensitive to those indications of interest um was a very wake it was a big wake up call for me and um yeah i think that's a valuable tool um to to, to, yeah. to learn and to invest in
0: i i think that's i I think that's really smart i think i don't know i can probably work on that but like i think in general i'm pretty i've got a pretty strong sense of empathy and i can kind of tell when someone's giving me a vibe and somebody like wants to 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 chat or is you know is putting out that energy um and i i just don't it's very very rare that i get that um in the wild in san francisco Mm. um and also, you know, I, I I don't go out to bars very much. I don't go out like drinking very much. And I think I think a lot of, you know, that kind of thing. Like when you're doing that, you're not doing it at you know the the cardio class that you go to at your gym. You're doing that at a bar, right? Um, right. And I and I'm just not a big drinker, so I'm not I'm not out there very much. So that might be also a part of why I don't see it. But yeah, th- th- there's a big. I mean, all the women that I've talked to in San Francisco say that men in San Francisco don't approach. It's just a thing. Um, yeah. Um and so wait, so the last thing that I'll say to, to wrap up because this has been this is going to be a super long pod but I don't care this has been great um you know that thing you were talking about kind of um uh financial stability right and like having kids like people you know often women but like people want to have kids you know like that's an important big life event a big life transition to, you know, make another human being and like teach them what you know about the world and model, you know, th- that whole thing. It's beautiful and amazing. And like, I don't know, maybe I'll do it someday. Maybe I won't, but having financial stability to do that is a very real concern. Like, especially in America right now, we are just so screwed so many ways. Like we just screw parents over so, so much. Right. Um, and yeah, like, I think, I think going into that with a clear head, with a clear like understanding of what it's going to take to switch into that phase of life is, that's important. You know, I i don't think, I mean, let me put it this way. I certainly am not comfortable just being like, sweet, let's have a kid, let's go with somebody, you know, like right. that would be, I think, a recipe that would, to me, that would feel irresponsible. Um, sure. And. But but, you know, anyway, to me sometimes though, or or let me put it this way: what resonated with me with when you were talking about like being ready to have kids and like financial stability, I it is so real for me. Like I read it in books and whatever, listen to podcasts or whatever. People talking about like toxic masculinity or like you know men placing their value on what they earn. I feel that all the time, and I'm 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 in a pretty you know I, I I don't know I'm not like. check that box
1: off you check that box off
0: yeah yeah you're not gonna have a
1: bad life
0: yeah i'm lucky enough that i that i've got a decent gig and and that's that's kind of what i'm doing with that and like but i still i always feel that i i always feel that like um i i always feel and, and, and i and i don't mean to like see women as gold diggers but i always feel like when i'm talking to a potential romantic connection i always feel like man is she sizing up like what kind of life I can give her what, what right. can I well,
1: and that's not even a negative way that's like you know mm-hmm. first of all first and foremost do you have money to go to therapy like let's start there like sure. can you afford yeah. healthcare? Yeah. yeah and can are you willing to talk to somebody like the financial finances go into that can we go to Paris you know is this the kind of boyfriend I can have where like we will be able to fly and go there and get to eat at the nice restaurants and and what kind of life will we have together I, I don't disparage anybody for that thought process i mean there's there's going to be an acclimation period to my lifestyle that someone's going to have to get with which or not which is like it's going to be artistic and shit and it's going to be a little you know we're, we're gonna that's, make true though, you know? that's true for yeah. anybody though you know
0: that's true like, for anybody like anybody that you that you connect with you're going to have to make some like like i don't say like sacrifice and compromise but like integrating someone else into your life in a romantic way is about change is about like bringing your life to them and bringing their life to you and like a a piece of that is going to be financial stability stuff right but like so much of it is just going to be like the energy they bring the things they're interested in their their style of humor the food they like to eat like what they like to do in the day when they like to do it you know what i mean and like right i don't know do do you agree like i feel like i feel like it's a trap that i fall into all the time is like over indexing over emphasizing my my ability to provide financially, like overemphasizing that part of my, am I enough? Like, am I uh, a, a, a potentially good partner, right? And like, I, I don't think I've ever had a woman, I'm not that sure that, that one might, or I'm not, I'm not sure in what situation a woman would try to do this, but like, I've never had a woman say to me like, ah, you're nice, you're great. But like, I don't think you. you, I'm looking for somebody who has a private jet, or I'm looking for somebody who has more who can provide more financially than you, right? Because there are True. certainly so many men that can provide more financially than me, especially in San Francisco. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, just, I guess I just wanted to highlight that because I think it's a very dude thing, right? I think Yeah, we, but um, I also
1: think it's just gauche to talk about. And I think women don't say it sometimes because and I'm, I, and I can't speak for all women, but I do think mm-hmm. that like sometimes women don't say those things because it's just... Gosh, It's uncomfortable. It's like, it's, it's, it makes you seem like a gold digger or a cliche of a woman that they don't want to be or whatever. But I I can totally see the validity. For me, I know what my life holds financially in the short term, like next couple of years. So that hasn't really been, I, I don't spend a lot of energy and time trying to convince anybody that I'm, you know, any more successful than I am. I don't like strip clubs. I don't like my value being reduced to here's a dollar, give me some attention. Right. Um, at the same at the same time, where I've learned, you know, especially in my, this new partnership I'm in, I'm constantly like performing how busy I can be, like so that you don't think of I'm a lazy bum just waiting for my success to happen. Like, hey, I just mm-hmm. want you to know, I just just renewed my passport. I just uh, went to the, you know, just cleaned my room today, did all that. Like, I'm like I'm like cataloging how productive I can be, so that right. I can show a partner that I'm not. You know, living this way because I don't work hard at it. I'm living this way because I'm choosing this life consciously and trying to grow towards an artistic field that I love and will always love and will continue to do. So it mm-hmm. just manifests to me in more of like a performative, of 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 busyness. And New York really has that other energy. And that's one of the other things about dating in New York, which is like everybody's got fucking five things at once. They're hustling, and I gotta gotta make rent, but you also gotta have nice meals and you gotta do these things. And so everyone loves to brag about. How capitalist they are and how hard they work and you know the the, the drive and the money and I, I i just hate talking about it i hate diminishing our worth to that and like what mm. you give to society as being your value and stuff and like i don't know we're, we're beautiful and weird the way that we are and like just like nature is like you know we're just existing is enough and being lovely and i don't know i look at my cats and i think to myself i'm like that you didn't have to do anything for me to love you so much you're just uniquely yourselves And and that's so attractive to me. And I and I do think we get down to like the bottom lines of like what humans really truly care about. And this is never apparent on an app, is like what people actually do care about is just seeing your sweet, ugly insecurities, silly, playful weirdness, chaos, you know, the the, the weirdness that makes you your brand of weirdness and stuff. And I, I think that's what's most beautiful in another person, and I and I hope that. That person is willing to sift through my bullshit to to find my own curiosities and and strangeness and and stuff like that.
0: That's beautiful, brother. I, I I think that's a great way to wrap this up to put a pin on this podcast. I could talk to you forever and ever. If you're ever down, I'm I'm a hundred percent down to to continue this conversation. I think would it's love good. to.
1: I, I hope we do talk forever and ever sometime
0: sounds good brother okay i'm going hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna stop this now everybody thank you for tuning in thank you for listening all the way to the end of this i have no idea how long this was because we're doing it on zoom so like this might be like a three-hour podcast i have no idea um but yeah thank you as always for listening chris brother again man thank you for hopping on um and thank you as always for having these conversations with me man like i said at the top like um you're really one of the people that kind of modeled this for me and i um I don't know, leading up to this, I was thinking about that and, and I'm really grateful for that, man. So thank you.
1: I love you, bud. I appreciate it. Thank you much for having me on. Great to talk to you.
0: I love you too, brother. Okay, I'm going to hit stop.